Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Still coming to you from a little bit of vacation. Josh Lander joined, as always, by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are looking at the hopefully not final game of this Boston-Miami series. Although, if you ask Nate, this thing is probably over. Not sure uh, what the Celtics have in the tank. The vibes aren't super high. Um, but we'll be looking at some Game 4 best bets here. We also have a player props video up for you. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Also, want you to head to thelines.com. Check out all the great written content we are putting on the site right now. And use the Odds Finder tool up there to make sure that you can see all those odds available to you in one nice and neat place. Uh, and then choose the best ones moving forward with all these bets we're getting this postseason. Uh, just quick look at how we did in that final game. That was the sweeping game for the Nuggets uh, and the Lakers. Went 2-2 two and two there uh, in our best bets, uh, but also did really well in the last time that we called this game 3-1 and one on those player props. So looking to continue uh, to feel out this series. It was a weird game, obviously, there, Nate, in, uh, in Game 3 uh, with a lot of stuff that just sort of shook everything up and not a lot of the props that were probably likely to hit, hit because it wasn't really a game by the second second quarter. So we'll see if this one's a little bit closer. Uh, I don't know if you're feeling it, Nate, but let's go ahead and jump right into your first best bet. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think I can see this being close again. It's really a question of how badly Boston loses, how badly they, they just, again, let go of the rope after game three. It, you know, usually you talk about teams playing for pride. The Lakers definitely brought it in all four of those games went out respectably. I I mean, this Boston team, the vibes you said, yeah, they're just horrendous. So there's, I'd say there's probably an 80, 20 chance that we see similar to game three, just like not competitive. It doesn't matter who they're playing like credit to Miami. They have rolled through the bucks um, and and your Knicks to a degree, but it it, honestly, Boston could be playing, uh, you know, the Indiana Pacers in a playoff series right now. And they might be getting run off the floor just because of the chemistry. So I'm not, I I think this is an alternate spread look because it's like a good chance that it's a double digit win. So I would go up to minus seven and a half for Miami. That gets you plus 215. I would put about a half unit on Miami to win by double digits again, because as we know, they won by 26. They could have won by 35 or more if, if it was even, you know, if a few other things broke the right way and and I would look at their team total of 109 points after they scored 128 they are the number one three-point shooting team in these playoffs and that includes you know poor three-point shooting against the Knicks but their last three home games now against Milwaukee and Boston teams that they obviously get up to play to prove uh prove that they are the Eastern Conference contender now uh they're shooting nearly 50 percent at home and and Boston shoots six for 29 from three in the first three quarters it you know I say it could have been worse because Boston actually dominates the boards twenty one to one offensive rebounds one eighteen more total rebounds and it just doesn't matter like all all these numbers you could throw out in terms of like it, it's it's beyond the stats like watch watch the plays and then the play everybody's singling right. out is when there's like fifteen on the shot clock they throw it to Jalen thirty feet out and the action they're they're running initially doesn't work Caleb Martin cuts it off. Derek White standing in the corner and Jalen just looks around and goes, fuck it. And just shoots the 30 footer. <laughs> and, and that was in the second quarter. And as you know, yeah, like those types of possessions are so deflating. Like you do not come back from that as a team. You're like, okay, everybody's just kind of going to go out for theirs. And uh, against a team, a Miami team, that's just 
playing so well together uh, and didn't even really need Jimmy to be a scorer, as, as you know, I, I will say correctly predicted in player props that they had Vincent and, and Caleb Martin go off for 48 points on 72% shooting. They had Duncan Robinson able to stay out there and drain shots and not get challenged defensively because Boston's not running any actions. They're not doing anything uh, it, from an organizational standpoint. Like it's honestly, it's just one guy at a time driving to the teeth of a well-disciplined defense that, that continues to switch up on you, force more turnovers, um, you know, force you into bad threes. It, it, so I, I don't see Boston suddenly rallying to, to make this, a series, um, you know, the first two games at home, I think maybe had as much of an impact as this game three, but now we see Miami just brimming with confidence and probably feeling a little bit more motivation right now that Denver has moved on and they want that full week off too. Like they don't want to extend this. And I think, yeah, Jimmy and the boys will, will bring it at home. Uh, man, uh, not much to add to that assessment. Um, I think you gave the Heat their proper due um, and, and still kind of made sure to, to touch strongly upon how poor the Celtics' attitude has been, how poor their, their mental uh, strength has been, how poor the, the in-game adjustments or lack thereof and reactions from Joe Missoula have been compared to Spo. Uh, man, like... If if the if we're talking about a coach, as much as we talk about Spo, dude, like there's got to be something he's doing right. You don't talk about the coach this much. Uh, you talk about the players, and there's just it's such a discrepancy. Um, there's just not much that gives you hope in this Celtics team. It's plus six hundred, dude, for them to win this series on some books. Plus seven hundred if you can find it still. What are we talking about? Oh, 140 and nine when a team is down three and oh, and you're telling me that the the odds for them to win this are six to one. Like they do not mirror the 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 precedents that we have here for why that you know this they should they're not gonna come back and win this thing. So and ESPN's you know, ESPN stats had them at 72% to win game four or something, which was it's just like everyone yep. cracking up at. Like, what do you love totally. talking about? It, it feels like that this that that's happened this playoffs consistently where we're like Wait, everybody who knows anything about basketball is saying, why in the world are the Heat plus 400 versus minus 525 for the Celtics team when they just struggled so mightily with the 76ers the way they did, et cetera, right? And, and we're all saying the same thing even about, like, Denver and the series that they had with Phoenix. They were minus 105 for this. Like, we, I just didn't agree with any of it, and I'm happy to continue to disagree with the way that they have things listed. They also had uh, Tatum as the uh, NBA Finals MVP at plus 400, and Jimmy was plus 500. And he was up 2-0 in the series. And now it's rectified. But, like, it's just a lack of, a lack of respect. And, and the Celtics are not showing it. So, yeah, I, I feel you on all of that. I have no reason to think that the Celtics have anything left in their tank. However, to, to win this game anyway. But I, I will say, I'm going to go on to my bet real quick. Because it is over 216.5. And, a half. and it's, it feels a little bit fishy. Um, but I'm going to be honest, like when I'm watching these games, the Celtics are missing wide open shots and the heat are pushing the tempo over and over and over. Uh, and if you look at the, the pace of this game through the first three quarters, it was 98 and a half. Uh, and then I'm just throwing away the fourth quarter because nobody played in it for the Celtics outside of Marcus smart. Who's a rotational player. Everybody else was their bench. And then the heat eventually, 
I guess emptied their bench, but they only have like three players that are left in their sort of like, right, like reserves, if you will. Um, so it was still a lot of starters and rotational players playing for the Heat. Either way, I, I throw the fourth quarter away and just say like, if the Heat are going to continue to push the tempo at the rate that they have, they have not stopped. Uh, and we talked about it a bit last game, which is why I went over. Um, I thought the Celtics were going to, you know, definitely come along for the ride with the Heat, but I, I just really continue to feel comfortable betting on the heat to score at home uh, against a Celtics team that has not shown any, you know, fieriness on defense. Um, so, you know, between the amount of options that I have for guys that can go off for the heat right now, uh, and obviously I always have that for the Celtics, I got to believe that the the Celtics, you know, first of all, like these games, um, when you talk about between these two teams, six of their last seven going back to last season, um, and, or I'm sorry, including the regular season right now and the last three that they just played, these games are averaging 232 in the six games where most, if not all the starters have been present. There was one game where Jimmy Butler sat at the same time as like Horford and Smart and Jalen Brown. And that game went like 98, 95. So can kind of toss that one out. Um, the first game of the season went under this as well, but all the games in between, and, and even including that game, we're talking about a 232 average in all of those games uh, with a pace around 97.6. Um, and in these playoffs, it's been closer to 98 and then 98 and a half last game. Um, and, and so, you know, Miami continues to do its job uh, on offense, no matter what, when it's playing Boston, like Boston has not stopped it. Uh, the, the Miami offense at this point, even, you know, when the, the Celtics have managed to win this season, uh, Miami right now just shooting lights out. And, and the thing is, is even if they don't shoot lights out, you know, that's the thing that I'm waiting for or a little bit worried about is like, are they going to have some regression and start throwing bricks up here and there? Uh, they haven't really done it yet, so I'm not banking on it. But also, even if that did happen, like I said, the pace just continues to, to remain high in these games, uh, especially the way the Heat are pushing it. So I'm just going to continue to feel good about over 216 and a half. And the last thing I would say is like, there's been so many open threes and open field goals in general for both these teams. Last game, uh, the, the Heat hit 60% of their 50 uncontested shots, which is like no Nobody within four feet of them. Uh, and the, the Celtics were 29% or so on the shots that nobody was contesting them. So it's like the, the, something has to re re regress upward a bit for the, the Celtics shooting woes at the very least. And then I'm just going to continue to believe in the heat to score. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to use regression to talk about the Celtics team, right? Because I don't think there's anything <laughs> that we can say in terms of like, a, a norm, an average, a baseline. They're, they're, they're the most inconsistent team. They have been since February, uh, Miami to a degree too. But right now what you're seeing is just a complete lack of effort on one side, which makes me really like Miami's offense and agree with you there because Boston's yeah. defense, which they were able to lean on down the stretch against Philly a lot in the playoffs last year, has just evaporated. And, and Missoula, yeah, continues to... Mm -hmm strip guys of confidence because he has so many options and he's throwing like Rob Williams in for 18 minutes and, and pulling Al and pulling Brogdon. And, and, you know, it, it's just, they're not, there's no connectivity. There's no leadership. Uh, so I, I agree with you on the over, but it's mostly because I like Miami to get over one Oh nine. Um, and I'm looking at my second bet is just again, Miami to win, or I'll take the spread, which is only minus one and a half a, Kind of ridiculous. And where they freeze it at FanDuel at, at 214 is the total. So get a couple more points down. And that gets you plus 240. Uh, I agree with Beautiful. you. The pace the pace is ramping up because it's it's just not, not good defense. And, and a lot of missed shots from Boston as well <laughs> contributing to that. So after we saw a 90 pace in the, in the fourth quarter down the stretch, the first two games, it was 100 in the second half after the game pretty much slipped away. 
uh, Miami, you know, gets the, it was 39, 35 in the fourth quarter because it was bench players or, or just non-competitive. And that kind of ruined my under bet in the fourth, but uh, it definitely did. But I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at that as a great way for us to get some points down the stretch. And even in close games, Miami has a 132 offensive rating in the second half in this series. They've come back from 12 points twice. So even if Boston does find some, some gumption comes out, you don't think Miami's going to come back and at least make it a game down the stretch. Like they're going to be scoring. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's again, it's running off of turnovers, Tatum and Brown, both struggling badly. Jalen has an 81 offensive rating in this, in this series. Brogdon, his confidence is down. He went scoreless in game three. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm trusting Miami more, more so here. And obviously with my two bets, you can see, I'm just looking for ways to uh, to back them at, at some plus odds. And I don't think we need to get this cute with it, but it kind of feels like the third quarter is where Miami just ends the game, usually. And they just come out and make sure uh, that they win that third quarter. That was the uh, the Warriors strategy back when they were, you know, the Warriors, essentially. Um, and, and I think that, I don't know if you want to get cute with it, but it's basically a pick em for both these teams in every single quarter. Uh, the Heat are actually, like, favored by half a point in the third is the reason I bring it up. For them to win on the money line, there's, like, minus 115 or take the half a point. It's minus 105. Uh, it just seems like a quarter that if you think they're going to win this game, that they're going to take control of. But I don't know that we need to get that cute with it, you know, like I'm saying. So I'll uh, I'll just move on to my last bet here. Uh, <laughs> and you can tell that I really wanted to get to Caleb Martin before you could because I didn't even wait for the player props video to talk about him. I'm throwing him in this bets, uh, best bets video because he's a freaking best bet, dude. Uh, he's His player points is uh, prop right now, say that five times fast, his points prop is still 11 and a half, like, what are we talking about here? I mean, in, in, in these three games, um, not even looking at the fact that he's obviously gotten over this in all three and the lowest point total is 15 for, for Mr. Martin. Uh, what about the fact that his usage is at 18.5% and his minutes have only gone up since the series started? 30, 32, 35 minutes last game. Um, and that's, like I said, in part because he's one of the only players in the in the rotation um, that that played in the fourth quarter because they don't have enough reserves left over from all their other injuries, um, right? Including Kevin Love, by the way, who got injured in game three and only played five minutes. Um, now that's another guy they can't even get 16 to 20 minutes from. So my point is, is like, even if this sort of runs away in either direction, uh, which obviously would probably be more likely if the Heat are blowing them out, you still got to have somebody on the floor um, that, that can play. And so Caleb gets out there as, as does Kyle Lowry. And then they, they're out there with like Joe Jovich and, uh, high, you know, um, Highsmith, high excuse me. Obviously, I'm not going to rattle off all the Heat bench players. At any rate, uh, he's out there. 32 and a half minutes in this series. He was playing 27 and a half. We talked about it from the jump that he's just a great matchup uh, in this game and in this series because of the fact that he's such a versatile defender um, and the, the Celtics are just so full of wings everywhere, obviously, uh, that he just continues to be a great rebounder who can also get in there. Maybe he won't shoot 63% from the field and 48% from three the way that he has in this series because that's absurd and he's not that good. But one, maybe he will. And two, even if those numbers dwindle a bit, like I said, with an 18.5% usage rate, this dude isn't just like, 
you know, chucking up shots from the corner because he happens to be open after a few swings around the key. Like he's open, slightly not open and pulling with a ton of confidence has had seven, three point attempts in his last two uh, games uh, in each of them. Uh, and his, his uh, three prop is still pretty low at two. Of, if you want to take it, if he's going to shoot five to seven threes, I do like him to make at least one, if not two. Uh, and so you can get that for some pretty crappy odds, which is why I just go for the points. Um, and if you want, you can even throw the points, rebounds and assists in. Cause once again, I think he's going to be in the game for like, 34-ish minutes, uh, and we'll be able to soak up enough, uh, you know, uh, rebounds and assists in that situation um, to get over 18 and a half. Third best player in the series. Uh, And it's not because of his talent level necessarily. It's because of the effort level, because of the mentality. Um, You know, it's, it's one guy like playing for their NBA life versus the Celtics, just this jaded. They're only like 25 years old, their core, but they're just jaded and 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 lifeless at this point after being like quote on a mission all year to get back to the finals just disillusioned and i I mean we didn't harp on the coaching staff enough i guess but the skeleton coaching staff and the first year coach who's only a little bit older than them at some point make has to make them feel like what are we what are we doing here and and so again you i agree with you caleb is obviously he's been a best bet in player props and i'm going back to him still uh, I like the PRA here. I think he'll be all over the place. Um, and that Celtics defense will not be up to par once again. You're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place. Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 5 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Uh, and let's jump right into your first NBA player prop, Nate. Picking up where we left off in best bets, where Josh said, let's just take Caleb Martin to get 12 points or 19 points, rebounds, assists. I kind of prefer the PRA because I think the minutes are just taken off. He played 35 in game three. He was a plus 34, got you 15, four and three. Uh, Kevin Love, you know, just five minutes, right? As the, as a starter, it looks like he hurt his ankle and he's just not going to be in the rotation really anymore. So it's, 
it's it's Caleb at the four, um, mixing in with Max Struess a little bit, but he's just been so in, integral to what Miami does this series. I mean, these playoffs and and really just exemplifies their attitude, it, which is just worlds away from Boston in terms of just competing with everything they have. Um, you know, every possession matters so much. The 50-50 balls attacking the rim. He's shooting 85% inside the arc in the series, averaging 19 points, about four rebounds, two and a half assists. His usage continues to climb a little bit, much more than it was in that Knicks series where he only had a 16% usage. But against the Bucks, he was also very effective. And the Bucks and Celtics are much more similar. Uh, I'll come back to two home games, 12 points per game, 10 and a half boards for Caleb against the Bucks. I think the boards will continue to bounce his way a little bit more here, especially if Boston continues to throw up bricks. Uh, they shot six for 29 from three in the first three quarters there. Uh, so that got him the four rebounds. He could get more. Uh, it's been a prop we've hit every single game this series, and I'm not shying away from it here. That's why it's the first one on the list. Yeah, let's let, let's keep going with the add the rebounds and assists, like you said. That kind of covers us in the event that he has a uh, you know his first bad shooting game since I can remember uh, since the postseason started, basically. And and yeah, and and, and the minutes and, and usage will be there. It's it's the reason that I felt so great about him as well when I talked about it in best bets. The points are so low. I guess they the books see it as like, well, we raised it since last game because it was ten and a half last game. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, but it's, it doesn't matter. Like the numbers are what the numbers are. And just because you're afraid to raise your bets a bit more than one point at a time, um, fine, I'll just keep taking it. So, um, I'm going to move on to Jimmy buckets, senior buckets, J buckets, uh, best player in this series, best player in the playoffs. Joker has been pretty incredible. He's up there, right? He's it's, it's one of one of two, maybe however you want to look at it. Devin Booker's no longer in these playoffs either way. Uh, Jimmy buckets, especially the way that he just, you know, affects his team. I'm looking at him for rebounds in this one, Nate. And I, I just like the juice that I'm getting on it for seven and a half boards. I'm actually putting a unit and a half on it. Um, I'm, I'm looking at some elimination and clinching games numbers for Jimmy buckets to talk about this, um, which is also why I would consider 30 plus points for him. I don't think it's worth more than half a unit um, because his, his, play, his points prop is at 27 and a half. Um, and so I, I'm going to take 30 for, for better juice, but it's not great. It's only like plus 110 still. So point or plus 125 even on FanDuel. Um, but the, the point here is I'm, I'm focused on the rebounds and that's what I, I think I'm definitely going to throw more on. Uh, his last seven, I'm looking at elimination or clinching games, right? So, so far in this postseason, he's at four of those because I'm counting the play in tournament as eliminate. One was a potential clincher. One was an elimination or potential clincher. Uh, and then he's had a couple of those obviously in the last two series. And then uh, I'm actually even going back to Boston uh, and, and last year's playoffs as well with those series where he, he had a couple of, of potential clinching games, 38 points per game in those last seven, which is two versus Boston from last year in the conference finals, one versus Philly, one versus Atlanta. Then you got Atlanta this year, Chicago this year, Milwaukee, New York, right? So looking at all those games, that's 38 points per game against those teams in this situation with 8.7 boards. And that's what I'm focused on is that he's got like nine boards, nine boards, eight boards, 10 boards. The only two games that he failed to get eight boards in this situation was in, against Atlanta when they lost uh, and against Chicago uh, where they won, but he was focused on scoring, only had five rebounds in that game. So everywhere else he's getting the eight rebounds. I, I 
think that the the books might be failing to take into consideration that Kevin Love is not even going to be out there for the 16 to 20 minutes that he has been out there at this point. If, if his ankle really is bothering him enough that they did not bring him in after it got hurt in game three, that's one fewer rebounders out there for 20 minutes worth of time. Uh, Caleb Martin is an all world rebounder. Love him. Uh, but after that, you know, guys are good at rebounding for their positions on the heat, but Jimmy Butler is the second best overall rebounder now on the team, no matter what. And when Bam's off the floor, which is not very often, but when he is, he's the best rebounder on the floor. Uh, and so I, I got to believe that he's good for eight boards in this one. I don't even have to like juke this up to him getting a double double or 10 boards or anything like that. I can just leave it at the eight and I still get plus 115 uh, on DraftKings for him to do that. So he's gotten uh, eight boards in five of his last seven against Boston. That includes two the last two playoff games last year, which were both elimination games for him. He had to win game six and then game seven. Uh, and then, you know, the usage rate in that time uh, over 41 minutes is about 30% as well. So all these things add up to like, I think this is mispriced to be honest at, at, with plus odds for him to get over seven and a half. If it was eight and a half at plus 115, I would understand. And then it would make me feel like it was a little bit of a conundrum, but as it stands, uh, I'm very, very happy to take the over here. I guess it's mispriced along with the line indicating that Miami's <laughs> going to have to win a close game. If, if Miami is gets into a close game. I do expect Jimmy to step up and score down the stretch, but uh, otherwise I feel more emboldened about taking his under last game. Uh, he was basically like a cheerleader in game three and just like, look at my guys, look at my guys. And just out there, just like playing some defense, passing it off a little bit, chilling. Um, the, this is not the end of the Bucks series where he dropped 56 in an otherworldly performance. And where I agreed with you, I looked at his elimination clinching, stats and was like yeah he's gonna he's gonna get huge numbers here uh this is a team that has laid down and I don't necessarily see Jimmy having to step up against an opponent that that's no longer fighting so I'm scared to take any of his overs I would look at the under 27 and a half again but only if you have if you have some confidence in Boston then yeah you could take the Jimmy overs well, I, I would just I would just briefly mention that he got eight boards in his time in this last game where he didn't play the fourth quarter. He got the eight rebounds in that one yeah. because A Love was no longer in there, right? So I think he could still get the boards right. at least, even if this thing's a blowout. Yeah, to yeah, to be clear, I mean rebounds, assists are fine for me, but I think the points, yeah, his his usage yeah. might be lower than you expected to see because of yeah. what we saw in game three. Um, yeah. So the Celtics were trying to find somebody to, to target here, and it's definitely not going to be the Stars, who have just been terrible lately. Um, so is Malcolm Brogdon, and that's why he, he was basically benched in Game 3. So I'm going with Derek yeah. White again. 12.5 points and assists, which uh, gets you minus 120. And then I would put a quarter of a unit on him to hit three threes, which he's done in all three this series. And that's plus 130. So nice payout if he's able to get that. Uh, in game two, he had three threes in the first half and basically got his points prop right away. His minutes have been rising while Brogdon's have been falling. Brogdon went 0 for 6, 0 points in game three. I do expect him to bounce back a little bit, but that definitely indicates Miami has has his number uh, to a degree. I mean, they've, they've limited him since game one. He He's not getting to the rim like he does against other teams. And White is, is shooting the ball much better than he was last playoffs. He's shooting the ball at 47% from three on the road these playoffs, getting 29 minutes per game. So Missoula should give him more run here. And 
he should also call some plays for him, right? I mean, it's it's the thing, like, he's being guarded by Duncan Robinson, and they're just having him wait in the corner while Jalen Brown puts up some terrible shot. It's like, what are we doing here? Attack the weakest link. And, and Miami, if they're going to put Duncan Robinson out there in the second quarter, like, D. White's got to see some more usage. He's one of the few guys giving a lot of effort on the defensive end, too. Two blocks in the last two games. So he's earned more playing time. Uh, I believe, and and I think he's one of the guys they can actually use to exploit Miami on the other end. Yeah, it it makes sense. Um, I was looking at at Mr. White as well because of the fact that his numbers have also, his props have have lowered. They've they've dwindled a bunch, right? Uh, As he hasn't had like the best series, but I think it's it's gotten to the point where they've gotten low enough that we should feel good about them. And and mea culpa to everybody here, and my deepest apologies for not realizing that was the case with Aaron Gordon last game. It's one of those betting things where like you just, you watch things happen enough. You watch a player's props drop as his numbers drop. And then once they drop far enough, you kind of go, wait a second, this is absurd. Now let me go to the inverse here because it's just the, the, the EV is just all the way on the other side now, right? So uh, I think that's definitely what we found with, with Derek White. And, and the only reason that I didn't take him is because I wanted to look a little sleuthy for a minute with my last pick and talk about the Williams brothers, uh, specifically Grant. I, I, that's, that's the bet that I definitely prefer in this situation is Mr. Grant Williams here to go over four and a half points. The only book that was offering me a bet for Mr. Grant Williams was BetMGM. And it's four and a half points at even money for him to get five. So uh, I'll take over. Uh, in that because the only reason he didn't get uh, five points in game one was that he didn't play (laughs) in games two and three. uh, Coach Joe, second row Joe, as I've been calling him because I thought it's pretty funny. Like... Man, I don't know what he's doing. You kind of called it out. Like he, 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 I'm glad that he's playing Grant Williams. That seems to be the thing we can all agree upon is that Grant Williams should be in there um, and, and was like you called him earlier when we were talking off offline here like won them the Bucks series <laughs> and he just can't seem to get back on the floor in the postseason with Joe Mazzula as the head coach. But I think he realized that now he played 26 and then 29 minutes in games two and three. Rob will, I would love to take at seven and a half points as well. He's gotten that in all three games, including game one where he only played 13. Um, but I don't know that I want to have to re- like it, the possibility that he plays 15 minutes again uh, or less is still there. Uh, and so if that's going to be the case, then like, I can't feel comfortable that, you know, I, I need him to get eight p- quick points in like the first half and then not see the second half did Rob Will in game one. Like, I just don't know what Missoula's doing with, with Rob Will. I, I feel like I know that Grant Williams is going to be on the floor in part because he's a teacher's pet who like probably just sucks up to Missoula. And he is. He's a good like energy guy. Like, I get it. I, I talk trash on him because he annoys me like a goody two-shoes would. Uh, but but Grant Williams is like a good dude who at least like gives a shit and you know that he will. So he, he'll be on the floor even if this turns into a blowout for the Heat. Like, I think Grant Williams is one of the guys that Missoula at this point knows will be giving him effort. Um, so if he's going to get 25 to 30 minutes, I like him to get five points in the two and three when he averaged 27 minutes per game in those two games. He got 10 and a half points per game uh, and he averaged six and a half field goal attempts, seven, one game, six, the other. So if he's going to shoot the ball six to seven times, it's going to get five points, man. You know, from where he's shooting as well, a couple open threes and then, uh, you know, getting a couple of things down low when he uses that big booty to, to get to the rim. Yeah, this is a good find for sure. Um, and I agree, Grant is one of the only guys who's, yeah, he clearly tried to just fire his team up when he was talking to Jimmy, uh, getting in his face. And then he tried to back it up by being aggressive. And I think we forget that he was an elite scorer in college. Like he can get it going down low against smaller teams. Miami is not the biggest team. Uh, he just has to be aggressive. And both these Williams 
overs are a good way to fade Al Horford, who I was looking at, but his props are so low already after he goes eight, one and one, but he just can't, he can't play against Bam right now. I mean, he basically lost them game two because he was getting owned down low. Um, And so I think the one thing we do know is Missoula is going to have to switch that up and go with some younger, faster guys to deal with Bam. Who's who's the new wave of center and 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 Horford's just not able to match up with him. Yeah, no, yeah, poor poor Al. But I mean, even like Jalen Brown got just got the business from, from Bam as well. Who we have not talked about enough probably is not getting enough national recognition as the clear cut second best player on this team uh, that does at least a little bit of everything and a lot of some stuff. So yeah, like shout out Bam. I tried to get, take his points and rebounds. Another poor moment to take them to be honest after his props just kept rising. The inverse of everything I was just saying was like not the moment for him. He would have probably been fine if he needed to play at all in the fourth uh, or anything like that, but it, game three just wasn't a game. So I would be afraid to take Bam's props again and and, and the same with Papa Al. So I think like you said, I'm happy to to inherently fade him because of the fact that I'm believing in the Williams bros. So that's all the time we have for you in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page and continue to follow along. We also have the best bets video from this game for obviously we were looking at some heat winning stuff. So I don't want to say hopefully we have a game five, but we just love some more hoop either way until we see you next. Happy betting.